This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Miss Kelly Furniture, Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. Well, we were just debating important things like uh, pizza. And cooking pizzas on the grill and at home for Super Bowl Sunday and the toppings that you love. That's the kind of deep insight that you get on this uh, on this show when it comes to Chiefs and Eagles. Actually, we just, at 7.30 today, we had the uh, Ole Miss wide receiver coach that coached A.J. Brown for three years uh, before going to the Titans and Eagles. So we do do our hardcore sports at times, too. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Speaking of the Super Bowl, premium cigars from Havana Smoke Shop, I-55 North in Jackson. Premium cigars, Havana Smoke Shop at the Res. And don't forget that Mud Bugs is open all weekend with the best crawfish in Mississippi. We want to welcome in Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He is out in Glendale, Arizona. And, uh, well, what's it like out there? What's the week been like, my man? It's crazy and hectic, as always, uh, over on Media Row now. They, they renamed it from Radio Row, I guess. Um, but it starts a little slow. I got here on Monday, but then it starts to pick up, and it's just a you know, big melting pot of everybody and anybody related to the NFL for the most part. So we've you know, had some good discussions on our podcast and you know, seen some people and, and good times you know, getting ready for the game. Who's the most famous person you've either – seen or run into um I, so I like to think that most people who run into me answer that question so that, <laughs> I, I flip it with them what the, what i struggle with is everybody can recognize me if they've met me before but i don't really i don't do great at remembering faces or names so a lot of people say hi to me who i don't know so um you know that's a challenge that's a challenge <laughs> but we had we had taylor luan on our show because he had some conspiracy theory about our grades and players paying grades so we we called him out on it and had him on our podcast so that was that was a good one i love it uh if you wear your san francisco giants jersey that it (laughs) may give you i don't know how much but it may give you a, a, a bump around all those celebrities former players and whoever else former coaches and whoever else you're you're running into it's true you know there there are way more people who are way more famous than I am. So you do need to do, you need something to stand out that that certainly could help. Okay. Is it a zoo? Basically. Yeah, a little bit. It, it is. I mean, it's like, um, you know, everybody's trying to get people on their shows and people are just running around, you know, people are trying to come in and promote things. You got a lot of former NFL players and hall of famers running around. They've got something to push. I think we've got, we have Emmett Smith in about an hour, you know, pushing his tequila. We're about to talk to him in a little bit here. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a crazy time out here. Dude, you're getting a, you are getting to interview Emmett Smith. Okay. When yeah. I was a kid. He's pushing his tequila. Yeah, yeah, he was at, which is awesome. That's great. Uh, you know, when he was at the University of Florida, um, he took a pitch four yards in the backfield against Mississippi State. I'm, I'm sorry, in the end zone. And on on Florida's side of the football and ran it all the way, you know, not it was like ninety six yard run. 
Um, yeah, and this is pre-Spurrier before they got really, really good. And, of course, we all remember him with the Cowboys. Well, that's the glory days. Blake's been a Cowboys fan for uh, since his birth, and um, they haven't been good you know, since he was like four years old. So, yeah, the um, early 90s were special. Glory days. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. One thing that I've heard about him, and I can't wait for you to tell us about it later, is he's been so successful off the field. But I wonder how much he'll get into story. I mean, outside of him, you know, pushing his tequila, and I think that's great. Uh, I wonder how many stories he'll share maybe on whatever it is, Jimmy Johnson. I know these have been told, but it's still good to capture Urban or anything else um, while he was there. Who, who else? Who else are you trying to land this week? Oh, I don't know. Just um, trying to think off the top of my head here. I mean, we have like Mina Kimes from ESPN. She's yes. always been a friend of the show and yes. stuff like that. So uh, Dan Orlovsky, because he has some ridiculous takes that we need to call him out on. And uh, But he never gives us time. He never gives us time down there. So we're always trying to get Dan out and uh, you know, call him out on his top five QBs and all that stuff that he does. All right. Uh, what's the weather like? It's It's warm. In the day and cool at night. It's uh, you know dry and deserty, but it's uh, you know sixties and seventies over here. Gets cool at night though. Uh, they're loading up content every five seconds. PFF.com, Pro Football Focus podcast, and all co- sorts of other nuggets. Steve Palazzolo joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. How many people does Pro Football Focus have out there? Uh, we're pretty small right now. We only have five at the moment, but we've got uh, the big bosses coming in. Chris Collinsworth, he'll come in. You know, he, he likes to he likes to get into the party scene, you know, on Friday and Saturday, yeah. leading into the Super Bowl, do some schmoozing and all that stuff. So we've got a few more people coming in, I think, tomorrow. Okay, what about you? Are you going to make a party? Are you or is Steve Palazzolo strictly podcast, the website, booking guests, and, and all that? No. I like to mingle, you know, just try to – it's a good, good networking event. So I go to, like, the big uh, – they had a big media party on uh, on a farm where they, you know, just feed you and everything. So I do that. Uh, might be a fan duel party or something coming up uh, tomorrow night. So I'm just going to go uh, interact with people and uh, network a little bit. All right, so you went to some kind of farm in the Phoenix metro area. Did any of the food jump out at you that you had? Was something, no, like, was, amazing? It was actually amazing. It sounded ridiculous, but it was amazing. There was thousands of media members there, probably a 30-acre farm, and they just had food everywhere and free drinks and a DJ that didn't need to be there. But, you know, look, it was a good, it was a good uh, again, nice little get-together. They take care of the media out here at the Super Bowl. Do you find that 
Blake and I were discussing this this morning, and you know how Blake nerds out on this NFL stuff, like y'all do. And and he said, he said we don't have a villain. Like, that, that it's a weird temperature in the room this week. Obviously, everybody's, you're excited. You're in the throes of it. Y'all are going to get millions of page views and downloads and all that, and I love it for y'all. Um, and everybody will be locked in, and the ratings will be amazing. But do you find that between the, even though the Chiefs have been living in this AFC championship space, five in a row, in their third Super Bowl, maybe if they win this one, Steve Palazzolo, they'll they'll get that villain-hated deal that we do with the Patriots and other teams. But do you find that there's not really... A, it's hard to hate Andy Reid, right? I mean, he's overweight and seems like this you know, great guy to hang out with and smash a cheeseburger and drink a beer. Now, I think Sirianni is is cocky and, and, and could turn into something later. Uh, you can't hate Jalen Hurts or, or Patrick Mahomes. It, are you reading... The, do you agree with that? No? What do you see, Steve? I actually, yeah, I agree with your assessment there. I do think winning does create the villain, though. So the point about, hey, if the Chiefs win this, people will start to get sick of them. I, I don't know if, if people get remember the Patriots of the early 2000s, but they were like America's team. Sorry about the Cowboys. But America loved the Patriots for a few years. They were the plucky underdog, their first Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they came out as a team for the first for their Super Bowl. They didn't get introduced as individuals. It was like, oh, they're, they're such a team. That's what they do. Um, and then it was like, oh, wait, they win nonstop. We hate them now. So uh, the Chiefs could go through that. Mahomes is so likable, though, because he's fun to watch and does crazy stuff. So I don't know if the Chiefs ever get the villain status. But, yeah, I think, I think players, I mean, uh, fans definitely get sick of the same team winning and this there there is a golden opportunity if the Chiefs don't dominate the next few years. There is a golden opportunity for the NFL to have that that special parity that they always yearn for. Where you know maybe it's the Bengals, maybe it's the Bills. The the Eagles built a a great team one year. We could have this mishmash of different champions instead of oh it's Tom Brady holding the trophy every other year. Right. So there is a chance for that. But I think you're right as far as everybody's assessment of the game, too, is like, it should be close, right? The Eagles have a great team, the Chiefs have Mahomes, and they're solid all around, so it should be a good game, and there's nobody to root against, and uh, yeah, I I agree that, you know, there's a lot of uh, positivity around both teams right now. Okay, do you believe, for our listeners, most of you don't, I don't think, really follow this. Nick Sirianni is the head coach for the Eagles. He's new, he's young. Um, Blake and I were talking about his sideline demeanor, Steve Palazzolo, and... yeah. Uh, in the NFL, I think the overwhelming majority of guys are stoic, kind of like Andy Reid, right. John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and so on. Uh, uh, Mike Tomlin, but uh, hell, Mike McCarthy. I wonder sometimes if you know is he breathing. Um, but but Sean Payton would get would get brash and get a little shoulder shuffle going, wiggle, and I mean he 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 more than most guys that I can think of would have a little juice on the sideline. One, do you agree with that? I mean, he, he'd get a little cocky and, and, and so on, which doesn't happen in the NFL. Do you agree that Nick Sirianni has some cocky tendencies on the sideline as a head coach? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, he's definitely – I think his players love it, though. I, I think they love how fired up he is and how he's in the trenches. And we actually did have Julian Love, the – Giants defensive back on our show yesterday because he 
he went viral for basically saying, oh, Nick Sirianni's basically been a passenger. You know, he's got a great team. And that's, you know, today's world. It wasn't exactly what Julian Love was trying to say about Sirianni. He was just trying to say, hey, the players love his fiery demeanor, but they have a really good all-around team, and he lets them play. You know, that was the point I think he was trying to make. And I think Sirianni has elements of that. And then I also think he's got some, um, like other Eagles coaches like Doug Peterson had, some forward-looking thoughts on how to handle fourth downs and be aggressive and all that stuff. So they've implemented this, I think, organizational-wide philosophy to be aggressive and understand the edges of the game when it comes to decision-making on the field. And then on top of that, Sirianni's just this fiery personality who likes to get in there. And, um, you know, there's those couple times in the playoffs where he wanted to go for two when everybody assumed he wanted to go for one. And, and that was mathematical. That was, you know, he had a reason and a strategy for that. And then it came across as him being cocky and brash that like, oh, I got to do it this way. And but that's, you know, there were reasons for all that. And then he just happens to have this fiery personality. So, yeah, I think that's, I think he's done well. And it's all, and it's all after Sirianni had a terrible first press conference where he was, you know, nervous and, you know, stumbled across his words a little bit, which everybody's done at, you know, various points. And people wrote him off after one press conference, but they were wrong. He's been an excellent head coach, I think, for the Eagles through two years now. Are the Eagles the craziest fans in football, NFL? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was I, I was on Philly radio the other day, and I was like, I almost said something like that. I said something about, oh, fan bases, especially in uh, uh, big cities, is what I said. You know, <laughs> get, you know fired up about this. Because, I, I, you know, yeah, they're crazy. They're they're. They're so passionate, you know, the famous story about booing Santa and all that stuff. They hate that, but there are elements to that, right? I mean, they, their, their sports radio is, you know, getting upset about absolutely everything and they're just really passionate. And then, but when they win, you know, that parade that they had after the 2017 Super Bowl and all that stuff, when they win, they win well as well, right? Passionately. So yeah, they're, there is, uh, they're up there as far as uh, passionate fan bases go. Is this game set up for A.J. Brown to have a big Sunday Super Bowl? I, I really think him and Devontae Smith are the key for the Eagles, right? I mean, there, there's probably a lot of people saying, hey, the Eagles are going to run the ball and keep it away from Mahomes. But at some point, the Chiefs, are, they, love, they love to play press coverage on the outside. There's no receiver better than A.J. Brown against press coverage. And once they go one-on-one -on, -one on the outside with the young corners that the Chiefs have, I think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have to make plays, you know. So even if the Eagles move the ball on the ground and slow it down and all that stuff, I think it's going to come down to those explosive plays. It's going to be the receivers uh, winning one-on-ones, A.J. Brown winning at the catch point, whatever it might be. I don't, I'm not saying he needs to have 10 catches and 150 yards or anything, but I think there's at least two or three big plays in there, probably from A.J. Brown, that need to be made if the Eagles are going to win. Yeah.